0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name's Jake and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Sambo and Johnny. Has it been a good Friday or a great Friday, Chaps?
1: A good, good Friday. It's just good, been
2: good a Friday Friday, Friday
1: for me. A normal good Friday John, which is a normal Friday. Friday.
2: <laughs> Nothing different in <laughs> working my life going on.
0: Yeah, no worries. That's all right. You're allowed to. It's it, look. They don't all have to be great Fridays. Sometimes no. it's just a good Friday or an average Friday. Yeah, just, um, a goodish Friday. It's, Friday. Friday.
2: it's nothing it's extra a special. A good about thing this about coming good up. Good thing about at at a Good
0: Friday is that it doesn't matter how bad your day is. It's still a Good Friday. Yeah. It's true. It's it in. Is. It's on the tin sort of yeah, thing. No, it's, it's a good Friday. We should really make every Friday Good Friday. Like. Yeah. Why should we accept anything less? That's right. You know, we all love ourselves products. and want to achieve. Yeah. Exactly. We want to achieve our higher purpose, you know, be our best selves. Yeah. Everyone for, for the rest of the year,
2: have yourself a good Friday. Every I Friday. Feel like, uh, I feel like this is <laughs> a pre-game speech by so one of the Let's... leadership players in the Cats at the moment. <laughs> God, I hope that they do a better job than I just did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or it sounded like some, a... some
0: sponsorship.
1: We're, we are sponsored sponsored by Friday. Yeah, that's right.
2: The TGI Chancas Fridays. are
0: to you by Friday. That's right. Well, TGIF, John. TGIF. Thank
2: I always say it's T-G-I-F. Friday. <sighs> those, I yeah, um, it.
1: Don't know. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't Friday mean anything for John. Friday's the like the no. start of John's week. Yeah.
2: Fridays <laughs> are my Mondays.
1: Oh, oh, if, oh, oh, is what John says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck!
2: It's Friday. <laughs> oh, if I and I say, thank. fuck uh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I like
0: it. Um, t- You know what else I like <laughs> is um match preview time because we've got a big one coming up this week. The cats. Travel to the MCG uh, for a home away from Again. home game to take on the scum. Yeah. Do you remember where we play our home games? I've sort of, I've forgotten where, um, uh, where exactly wherever. long resides. Yeah. Just, wherever. <laughs> just anywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Wherever, the, wherever the, the great monetary uh, overlords dictate. Maybe
2: I've got a, I've got a bit of a theory in why the cats haven't won a game yet. And it's because yeah. they've had to travel every single bloody week away from their home. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting bloody haven't...
1: beamed up into the mothership again. Yeah, my, my camera's blowing, <laughs> blowing out again. Oh! Come on, take me.
2: Or you're the, um, the Messiah coming back to us with the light beam shining down on you.
0: That's right. That... For those we, who want to see Sam to about to be... Beamed up by a UFO, subscribe to the Chap Chat Cat's Patreon so you can watch the video show. $3.50 US yeah. per monthly. So the Cat's V. <laughs> this That's-
1: my 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 camera's trying to get me cancelled because I gotta hold my hand up like this, and that for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. balances out. <laughs> I just have to stand here with my hand up in the air. With one like hand this. up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong it's, it's just the uh universal sign for. Please don't over white balance my camera, please.
2: You could just say it's the Irish in you coming out. There he is. He's so white. He's blue.
0: There There he goes again. (laughs) (laughs) Easter Monday, V the scummers. That's where we're at. Sambo and myself will be traveling down for this game. Johnny, unfortunately will be changed, chained to the stove at work. Um, Chaps, we're going to get to a lot of different things. Some thoughts from the listeners, what we want to see from this game, but let's just start with general thoughts. Where are you at with this game? The Cats head in zero three. The Hawks, or the scum, um, at one and two after a win over North Melbourne last week. Where? Where's the feeling here? Where's Where's the Where's the the heat gauge at? for you guys headed into Easter Monday?
2: Ah, still pretty pretty low in the heat gauge. It's one of those those things that you know, I'm not really trying to stress too much about. It's a long, long mm. season, and as I've said a few times on this pod, I'd rather have all these issues coming to the surface at this end of the season rather than lasting through a whole heap of teams, getting easy wins, easy... Victories and going, oh look at us—we're on the top of the world. And then towards the end of the season, having a form dip like this, because mm. at least now we can fix whatever issues are going on. Like the mid—I think it's, it's mainly just a mid—that midfield is the only real major issue, because the forward line can't mm. work if the midfield isn't getting into them, and the defence can't work at their optimal best if the midfield isn't helping them defend and we all know how well the fence is still holding up um against the absolute barrage they're copying so mm. it's it's not um it's not a, one of those things where everyone needs to go shit what are the cats going to do they need to change the entire game plan as well just mm. fix the midfield sort that sort that out and yeah they'll be they'll be swimming again pretty soon and yeah as i said got full faith in the cats to know the issue and work them out, sort it out mm. and get the ball rolling. It
0: it really does, I don't know, come into focus over the course of three weeks. And this is like why you can't just look at one, one game, you know, a, as a sample size and go, this is what's wrong. Like it's really been refined for me over the last few weeks, Sambo, that, like Johnny just said, the the midfield is coming into sharp focus as as Geelong's big sort of problem area. Like I know the defense has had little things at times, mainly due to injuries. You know, it's been inexperienced personnel down there. We've done the comparison of games sitting on the bench, you know, out injured versus games starting and and the difference in experience. We know Hawkins is working through things. Um and also, but but you know, most of those things, as John said, it comes back to. You know, those are symptoms of a midfield that's that's not getting the job done at present. What are your sort of thoughts heading into this game, like a fourth opportunity this season for for the lads in the middle to step to the plate? Uh, I mean,
1: it's it's one of those things as we've you know as we've repeated before. It's it's a ways off, but it's not far off like it is it is that issue yeah. does seem to be coming from the middle of the ground but it doesn't feel like it's it's much more than just a little extra um a little extra effort uh from the middle and also i guess just the the fundamentals too if you if you go back and watch um you know on a rewatch of the the gold coast game it was pretty incredible how many fumbles we had through the middle too like it wasn't just um mm a lack of chase or a lack of effort or the tackles not sticking. There was also the fact that even when we did end up getting the ball back, you know, winning the ball or turning the ball over, uh, it was it just seemed like it was there was basically a 50-50 chance that we were just gonna like pass the ball too far ahead, pass a little bit behind, and then we're reaching back to grab it from behind ourselves. Just like those really basic things. Um, and that stuff I think is really a head game. That's you know that's confidence as well. Now that we've got a run on of not playing so well, um, it can just bleed into the next game. So it's going to be really a matter of um, what happens in the you know in the interim between games, um, you know focusing on those fundamentals, focusing on the little things and each each individual thing that each, each player brings to it, um, mm. you know because we can't just go get good just because even though it does feel like that's going to happen that it'll just click at some point I think one of the big things is just those fundamentals to reassure players that it's worthwhile putting the effort in because you're going to get put the effort in you're going to be successful and you're going to get rewarded for it where instead of this sort of Uh, really negative cycle at the moment of putting in effort for no reward. And then the effort itself starts to seem so much greater when you're not getting rewarded Mm. for it. So I think it really is a matter of focusing on those really simple things, just that, you know, more game time in the young guys and this team to start working together. And then just a real focus on what the cats game looks like and the fundamentals Mm. that make up that style.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. I, I think that's sort of like part of the the danger. Like ah, uh, it, it's funny, doing the these week weekly write-ups now. This is the second week of doing the weekend look ahead, which is an early access, um, preview, written preview of all the different cats footy teams that are going to play um on the weekend that I put up on the Patreon. So at the moment, VFL, W, VFL Men, and AFL men's. Like I sort of go into this, I've gone into these two last weeks kind of going, well, you know, should be a good opportunity for the Cats to win. And then you start doing some some research and you're like, fuck, both of these teams are sort of strong and producing in areas of weakness. So it's almost like the AFL season is, is you know, it feels very pointed. It's almost throwing up opposition that are going to challenge Geelong in just the ways that Geelong – you know, are uh, are susceptible to, you know, you look at Carlton, the Carlton game, you know, missing, you know, a guy like Tom Stewart down back and, and having to play, you know, an inexperienced defender like Radaglia alongside a less experienced defender like Sam DeConing and, and against their big forwards. And then last week against Gold Coast, it was like Geelong's midfield, which is, you know, for want of a back, better term, looked lazy. And I don't mean it. That they are lazy, but it's just there's just been a lack of cohesion. Do you know what I mean? It's just been it's been sloppy. Sloppy is probably a better word for it. They just haven't been sharp. You go against a Gold Coast team that's midfield is super hard working, and and, and you know if anything they've probably been let down in other areas. And then this week, you know, after losing contested ball, after losing clearances um, and, and all those things in the middle for the Cats last week. You come up against a side that went plus 82 in disposals against North, plus 12 inside 50s, plus 19 in clearances, plus 51 in marks, and plus 19 in contested possessions. And I feel like this opponent is going to really stress areas of a game in the midfield and how hard we're prepared to work and how cohesively we're prepared to work. And also the entry inside 50 because I think if we keep kicking inside like we have been, we're going to get cut up by James Sicily who took 18 marks last week Hmm. against North. Like it just can't be that directionless going inside 50, Johnny, or or the the Fords just don't have a chance.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. You You need someone to, as the commentators love to say, need it. To lace it out to that forward line. You need to lower the eyes, whatever cliche can you say, do you know, pass it like a bullet? You don't want mm. those long bombs because you know, it, it suits defense pretty well when you're vomiting long and high because they can get set up, they can have two players go to the Hawkins, and mm. yeah, it's one spot, so everyone can you like one spot, and then bang, it's out. So, yeah, it's got to be. They've Got to, yeah, just lower those eyes, hit up the targets, make sure Hawkins is leading well, which he normally does. Jeremy Cameron, Gary Ron, Tyson Stengel, all those guys, you know, there's no doubt they are working absolute asses off, you know, to provide those good leads, but it's it just comes back, yeah, as we've been saying to that midfield, just not, uh, not either not being able to take on that pressure that the opposition is throwing at them or. Just not getting into the, the right space at the right time or overhand balling it a bit too much and not kicking it when they should. So yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's so like, it's not a major, major issue at like the cats. As Sam said, it's it's pretty much a, a pretty simple tweak of the game of things, you know, just get the mm. players' energy up, get the structure in the right form, get the um, formation going and getting a bit of confidence into the young guys and knowing what their positions are, what their roles are, because it is it is pretty much a new look midfield nearly with Bruin, mm. Bowe's in there, no Selwood, um, which I think is still one of those things that they're still trying to find who's who's going to As you said, you can't really feel Selwood's shoes, but who's going to be that Selwood type player to just get in there, get his head Mm. over the ball, and wrestle it out for the cats? But yeah, Yeah. it's just we can't bomb it in because, as you said, Sicily's going to feed on that. He's a good defender. The scum have good defenders. They've got good players. As I think I was listening to Tui and Stewie podcast that Sam sent. They're saying Mm. it's, it's not like. The Cats and other teams are coming up against um, country football teams. They still come up against players that are the elite of the league. So you just can't go, oh, well, this one's going to be an easy victory because Hawthorne's rebuilding. You know, it's, they're going to be mm. to have wins and they're off a big, big victory. So it's not going to be a walk in the park, and especially the way the Cats are playing at the moment. Mm.
0: Yeah, and that's a good teeing off point um to to sort of handball back to you as well sam like you you john mentioned that the stewie and two or the Tooie and stewie podcast you were sort of talking about that at lunch today um like the confidence angle Mm. um for the for the team and and you know johnny said it there like you've both sort of talked about it like these midfield you know the issues You know, it's not that far away. And is it like, is it as simple as saying something like the issues are simple, not easy to fix? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not (laughs) greatly complex, but it's not, it's, it's also not easy to take the effort to fix them. They're simple issues, but it's going to take a fair bit of effort to fix. Um, But yeah, talk a little bit about, you know, for listeners who haven't, maybe heard that podcast just about some of the thoughts um, that were shared about the confidence factor um, in the team. Um, the yeah, moment. well, I mean, that's that's
1: um, sort of largely used, brought up in um, opposition to the, oh, they're really happy with themselves argument is, is how they brought it up. Talking about people saying, oh, they're a bit too content with last year. They don't have the hunger. And, the, and you know, um, Stewie was saying that that couldn't be further from the truth, basically. And if anything, it's closer to the other end of the spectrum, which is a lack of confidence. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for- forgetting, you know, with this new year, there's a lot of pressure on you, uh, all that kind of stuff, and sort of forgetting how good you can be when you're at the be- at your best. Uh, and two, he was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, last year how badly we or patchily we started last year, um, and how he said, you know, there was there was games last year that felt as bad as these three games have, you know, the losses to mm. Sydney, the losses to the Hawks, to Frio. Um, There's some really ordinary performances early last year. And he said it probably wasn't until the Port Adelaide game um, that they really felt like it clicked. Um, and he said and to the on the outside, it didn't even really look like it had clicked yet. So they said after the Port Adelaide game, they were going to the rooms and they all turned to each other and said they felt like they could win the whole thing this year. Um, but he said mm. it, it probably wouldn't have seen that way to anybody else yet. Um, and and it's one of those things that you just don't see, you know, like Stuart was saying, no one takes this harder than the players, that this is yeah. not something that they're taking lightly. They have faith yeah. and they want the the fans to, to also have faith that it's going to turn, but that's not a, I oh, should be right. We don't need to work on it. It's a, It's a case of, it's the opposite. It won't be right if we don't fix it. Um, But nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody at the club is taking it, taking it lightly in any way. Um, And in a lot of ways, it's hard to shake bad momentum, but in a lot of ways, once you do shake it, uh, you know, there's only one way you can go and that's up. Um, And I'd recommend anyone listen to that Tui and Stewie podcast, especially the first, uh, first 15 minutes where they specifically talk about the start of the year. Uh, i'd recommend going and listening to the um uh, cameron ling and joel salwood podcast as well they also previewed uh, round 4 and talked about a lot of interesting things um in the about the previous three rounds um, mm. what i'm trying to think is is it it's to the final bell isn't it the, the yeah it's to the final thing. Bell. yeah and and the, the the latest episode is him and him and joel reminiscing about the uh, the hawks rivalry so it's certainly Is a good one to listen. It certainly got me pumped up and was the thing that tipped me over the edge into uh, going to see the game on Monday. Um, Yes. Mm. I'd recommend listening to that. And also there was the presser with Dangerfield, and he also touched on a lot of that stuff, um, which I Uh, also thought was was interesting. He uh, was talking about the confidence in the midfield players and also some interesting bits about Hawkins as
2: well. I felt like that was a a very well thought out, well delivered press conference by Dangerfield.
1: Mm. And I think it backed up what Jake was saying. Where you know, last week, with Jake was talking about the putting the on-field stuff aside. You know, you were saying, Jake, you got a lot of respect for the the role that Dangerfield stepped into, and that was a pretty good mm. example of that of the kind of the kind of leader he is, and he's not shying away from yeah from the hard questions and the and the it's, pressure that's that's being put on
2: him. It sort of felt like, yeah, this is the captain of the cats now. Sort of like, yeah, can talk well. Knows what he needs to do, knows how to answer the questions, and say, "Don't don't worry, we're trying to work this out." And you know, I think mm. I think if a lot of Cats fans listen to that they'll sort of have that same feeling of going, "Oh yeah, mm. the Cats are in good hands on the field with Danish fielders.
1: Cat- and he did also he did also back up what I was sort of talking about in the recap, which is that yes, Hawkins looks a little off color, but the delivery into him has been. As much of an issue as what he's bringing to it, that they that he you know that they hadn't been doing him any favors in the way they've been getting it to him. Um, I guess that loops back around to what you were talking about, Jake, with and and you as well, John, with the delivery into the fifty. Um, that we're not just gonna be able to let them intercept Mark all day, and so that's gonna be a real key area, I think, is not only the entries inside fifty, but specifically the entries inside 50 that are going towards Hawkins and, and what that's going to look like and how that's, how they're going to work around this, this issue unless Hawkins is miraculously back to hundred percent health. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Rowan will play a full game and I'm looking forward to that. And I, I hope he kind of brings that chaos to the forward line that if, if Hawkins, you know, if they're, if they're intercept marking us all day, I'm hoping he's at least making that really effing difficult for them.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. Um, let's crank into some thoughts from the Ooh. listeners. As usual, we reached out and asked um, for Cats fans, yeah, just their, their thoughts, their vibe, what they might want to see um, heading into the Easter Monday game. And as usual, the listeners and the Twitter followers. Um, provided uh, we had Clay said one. Get the forward line flowing, not just relying on Jezza Cameron. Two, more composure from key backmen, not panicking under pressure and making silly mistakes or giving up easy goals. Three, more clearances out of the middle, more flow from halfback through the mids. The hoop show said, I'm extremely confident. Um, in a nice oh. gift there. Um Derek says bags from Jezza and Hawk, best on ground from Isaac. That'd be nice. A convincing win. Nice. Hawks fans leaving, pardon the way through the third term <laughs> tom says after last week's performance the bar is extremely low uh, tony get back to playing some proper contested team focused footy lacking cohesion poor disposal decision making under pressure the forward line consists of more than one player so don't bomb it in there and hope for the best uh, lots of passengers on the bus mm, scaredy cat says some midfield grunt and cohesiveness that's a word that's coming up a bit uh, cohesiveness across the board. I want some passion and good old go. Chris, effort, working as a team, putting the fittest 22 on the park, not the best 22 on paper. Jamie says, need to win. Giving the rest of the comp a four game head start will be too much to make up. We can do it if they want to. Claire, uh, I'm just hoping to see the cats, which I'm assuming is reference to the fact that it's like, will the real Geelong please stand up? Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping to see the cats. Um, Danderfield says big efforts from Holmes Close and zuth Jay says Stengel try. <laughs> Max says, I'm hoping my inspirational stare down at Brad Close during the week inspires him to find his 2022 <laughs> form. I gave him huge resting bitch face look, mainly because I saw him wearing a t-shirt and not a long sleeve top. Uh uh David. The great Oklahoma human says, all I know is the betting odds have been heavily in favor of Geelong each week, including this one, relying on betting odds to determine who will win. No way to pick games. He also says looking for the cats midfield to wake up conditioning has been an issue, including preseason, including preseason. We're now six weeks into competition. It's time to drop the premiership hangover. Excuse, pull the heads out. Oh, um, I predict a convincing win this week. Tam says, forward-line defensive pressure. And finally, the final four thoughts. Rudy says, Tanner Bruin at the stoppages, please. Bay says, hard contested footy and a winning margin of 80-plus points. That might be bye. Bay or by I'm not sure. Uh, Americans watching the footy. Holmes and Bruin playing in their proper positions, close and Seagarth looking like their heads are screwed on the right way, sticking it to the Hawks early and often. I trust maybe one of those three things to happen. Hopefully that's sticking it to the Hawks early and often. Yep. Uh, and we'll Just finish here with Leroy. Says Stengel and Close need to get busy. Three games in, neither have done really anything. Hawk needs to get going. Midfield needs to grit the teeth and get to work also. All three games been beaten badly. So I'd like to see tackles and fast ball movement when we have our time. Um, that feels like pretty consistent with what we're sort of talking about. Um, you know, yeah. I, th- I think it's not too wild and, and willy nilly like Geelong fans and, and what we're seeing. Everyone's seeing the same stuff. Um, chaps. I don't know if anything particularly stuck out to you that, you know, that you need to specifically address from the, from the listener thoughts.
2: No, no, um, really. it's-
0: only
1: I'm going to echo just the recommendations of those podcasts. I was just talking about again, there's a lot of mention there of like close and Stengel and, We've certainly talked mm-hmm. a lot about them as well as Myers. Um, and I think it's fair. I think there's criticism to lay there, but I do think that um, Selwood and Ling had some pretty interesting insights as well into uh, their roles in the team and why they particularly look lacking when we're in the situation mm-hmm. we're in. Um, so that's not to discount anyone's criticism at all. I think it's fair. I just think it's, it's mm-hmm. worth listening to that, that podcast and it may give you a, a extra extra couple of shades to to the uh your opinions of how
0: how they've been playing yeah definitely yeah um before we jump into what we want to see um this week um i uh, just sam mentioned you know players roles the selection squad selection so it's not you know final team selection but just squad selection um we did run a poll uh, on Twitter, about when do you think Chris Scott would like to release his final team if he had the opportunity? I think it was an even split between five minutes after the first bounce and half time. Um, so <laughs> um, I think I so is the half you. time Yeah, you understood the assignment. Um, that
1: is to Twitter say voters. we don't um that is to say we don't have team selection when we're recording. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the squad. Well, we have a team selection. Yeah, we've we've got. Mitch Duncan is listed in the squad. Reese Stanley, Brandon Parfit, and Jake Collar Jazny. So, uh, Johnny and I were talking about it off air before we started. Sambo, who who do you think? would be coming out. Who do you want to see coming in? That's what I would say. Out of Stanley, Jasney Duncan and Parford, they're the four ins, correct, Johnny?
2: That is correct. I will say, just to give some clarification, Jasney mm. has been named on the field in place of SDK, who's concussed. The other three okay. are on the emergency list. So Sam, it looks like he okay. may already be selected.
1: That would make but sense. But we also do know be, that they do all kinds of fucking crazy shit between now yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and
0: probably the, the other three will be in and Nicola won't be. Um, yeah. So who would you bring in and who would you bring out? If you've got Duncan, um, it, because essentially the, the idea is you've got your selected you know, 18, four on the bench, plus your fifth, who's a sub, three players are going to miss out um likely from Buse, Bose, Bruin, <sighs> Ollie Henry, Gary Ron, Duncan, Stanley and Parfitt, three of those players aren't going to make the final 23 assuming that the starting 18 as listed is is good, which I actually think it probably is. who would you who do you want to bring in? who would you be dropping Sam?
1: It's always really tough. I suspect that Parfit won't get a run. I just
0: We thought emergency. I... Yeah. Like
1: a sub. Um, yeah, it could be. It probably do. I mean, I definitely want Stanley in. <laughs> He's I really yeah. do think that I really do think that his uh his absence was felt more more than like no one's really talking about that. Um yeah. I guess because there's bigger yeah. bigger ruck conversations in, in the league at the moment with Collingwood situation and such. And I think just because we had Segler waiting in the wings to go in, I don't think anyone really viewed Stanley as a real out. Um but I, I do think he when he's not there, it really does hamper the team and specifically some mm-hmm. of the other players like Blix. I think it really locks down yeah. Blix's like what he can do, what his available options are. Um, so mm-hmm. Stanley's probably the first one I'd want to see in um, uh, I probably think Bose Bose doesn't get another run yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's tough knowing the way knowing the way Geelong are, someone might get a, a management. So someone like Buse, <laughs> if if Collar and Duncan are back, someone like Buse may get ma- get managed. Have have a rotation out, um. But earlier in the week, from those uh, podcasts and what Dangerfield said, he seemed to think that Duncan was more likely, and Collar Jazny was more of a wait and see. So it's interesting that mm. Collar is mm. the one that's been named at this point, and Duncan <laughs> is fuck. Um, I don't know. I didn't fully answer your question there. I guess <laughs> um, that's no, no. You did, you did. You, I, think, you, I think, I think, uh, yeah. So- I think, I think Bose and Parfit will not be. Um in the final selection. Um, and someone will probably maybe Rowan gets managed again because he didn't get a full management managed last week, but I really
0: hope Rowan's in the full in the final score. Do you tend yeah. to agree with all that, Johnny, in terms of like how it might play out or who you want to see? Like, is Stanley
2: for me? It's Duncan. Yeah, I really want to see Mitch Duncan back in the team. I'd definitely like to see Stanley and Duncan. I think Duncan would be a huge, huge boost to the team. Especially without just, SDK. Without SDK. I think it's just another, one of those links between Stewart, Duncan and Dangerfield now that they can get together during like goal or a break and play and go, what's going on? Where's everyone at? And then it's not just Stewart going, defense, you need to line up here and then midfield, blah, 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 Dangerfield. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. You got three basically great leaders on the field being able to and then hold, um, teach the young guys where they're meant to be all at the same time and just takes a load off all the other leaders leadership players out there and let them focus on the job they're doing I think the way duncan played last year he's he's definitely got a lot of time to be able to settle the troops get them in the right position get that structure set up mm. and yeah I think I think it'll be a huge boost and also, He's an absolute brilliant kick inside fifty to Hawkins?
0: All right, so let let's do a quick, um, just very quick prediction. Who who's the sub? Who's number twenty three? Who's who's the who's the uh, the impact sub? I, I'm going to say it's Parfit just because I have a feeling.
2: I'm going to go with Bruin. Anyone
0: else?
1: Okay, Johnny's going Bruin. Um, I probably think Parford as well, just because he seems to be the perennial. <laughs> uh, <side>. But I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm gonna actually say it's just to be different, just to throw a third name out there. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Buse. I'm gonna say he's kind of given a bit of a rest, but he, he plays the he does the Gary Rowan thing of being there if yeah. they if they need need him, so he's not completely out of the side.
0: Well, particularly when you think that the amount of defensive players we've been losing. During games. Mm. It might be nice to have, you know, views quote unquote managed, but there to come in if someone bloody cops another knock or whatever. Because it's it's just been like every week someone, you know, is is knocked out of a game, which is you know not been great for cohesion. Um, all right, let's get into what we want to see. Um, I'll lead us off. I'll try and keep it relatively quick. Um, I featured this in the weekend look ahead, and that is um, I, I want to see the Inside 50. Delivery Inside 50. That's what I want to see. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. What I want to see is Tom oh. Atkins. I, I'm going to change it. I want to see Tom Atkins turn up here because I think John, John Newcomb for the Hawks, I think they're going to come at us really physical. I think the Scum are going to want to try and bully. I think they're going to definitely try and get into us physically. I think they love playing that role um, more than anybody in the competition. So I think we're really going to need Gary Rowan and specifically Tom Atkins, players like that who are really physical, who can, you know, hunt down the opposition um, fairly, I might add. I just want to see that again from from Atkins specifically. I just need to see him. Tear in with an I don't know, twelve tackle, six clearances, maybe twenty touches kind of performance, and and to lead the pressure act, um, that's what I want to see. What about you, Johnny?
2: Um, I'm going to go with the cohesiveness. I just want to see a cohesive game from defence, midfield, and borderline. It doesn't have to be perfect throughout the entire game, but just more Mm. quarters. Where it's cohesive with a working as a team moving it really nice and quick and flowing football nice cohesive flowing mm. football. I like it Sambo
1: um what do you I want to Johnny see? kind of covered the one I was gonna go for a little bit yeah, I'm sorry. um that's all right that's all right. At least, <laughs> at least it's been getting mentioned because I want to see it so you've mentioned it so now we'll see it um yeah, so sorry. I'm going to go with. Uh, I want to see specifically the structure, the defensive structure in the forward mm-hmm. in the forward half. Um, so I want to see, I want to see like John was talking about flowing football and what the specific I was going to go with is m- like more of those handball link up plays. But um, mm-hmm. I do want to see that. But I'm going to move on from that and I'm going to say what I want to see is a lot more of those clearances. Someone you know picks it up from the pack and and does do a bit of a chaos ball mm-hmm. in there. Like I want to see some of those lovely moves inside 50 as well but I mm. want to see some chaos balls go in there and then I want to see the structure around the forward 50 establishing mm. so that that chaos ball can't just bounce straight back out we're getting sure. in there as quickly as we can and then we're we're locking it in there um I think that's there's so many ways to get to move the ball forward but that specifically is mm. one that I feel like we've been lacking a little bit it's always looked like so much work to get it into the forward 50 that I know we don't want to just bomb it in there all the time but you do want to get you do want to give your forwards a look occasionally do you know what I mean as much as we talk about yeah. lower the eyes you know all that the, the 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 twitter response mentioned a couple of times we've mentioned it a couple of times as much as that's important I also do want to see some really fast furious Attempts into the 50 just to get just to give the forwards a look at it, just to like let them move around a bit mm. because sometimes you feel like it was so much work to get into the 50 that the forwards are all frozen, you know, their, their muscles are all stiff and sore because they've been standing there waiting yeah. for it for so long. Mm. So, I guess, I guess that specifically is some occasionally some real chaos balls in there and the structure trying to lock it in there. Nice. I, I,
0: so could probably define it what you know, like the big overarching takeaway. When Geelong have the ball, we want it to flow. We want it to move and, and, and vibe and have cohesion. And when we, Hawthorne has the ball, we want it to look stagnant, particularly. Mm. we I haven't seen that really. Uh, nothing springs to mind this season out of any of the three games so far where we had a team pinned in its own back half and they were Mm. struggling to bring it out. It's pretty much only Only a against Collingwood, and that in itself is pretty impressive that we were able to do it at all to Collingwood, but then we didn't do it at all to Carlton or Coast. So, yeah, I reckon that's what... Yeah, that's, that's one, maybe a little cheeky extra one that we add, just stagnancy from the other team yes. as they try and come out. I'm looking forward to actually being able to watch things that are out of camera, Sambo, at the game. That's yes. going to be an advantage of being there is is just being able to look at what's happening off the ball. Um, so anyway, that is the conclusion of our free public game preview. We're now going to step behind the Silk Tapestry, the tapestry that has Bye. the... Geelong Cat's knight, clad in shining poopish armour, trampling scores of brown and gold um, peasants. Scum. Um, The scum. Uh, And we're going to do a couple of extra things. We're going to do our Patreon match predictions, and then we're going to talk about what happens if we go 0-4. Where will we be at? So we'll do an extra, yeah, 20 minutes or so for the patreon subscribers so if you want to listen to that chuck us $3.50 us per month on the chaps chat cats patreon extra podcasts video versions of all the shows and written content until next time guys go cats
2: go cats